The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. For the very first time in 2017, we congregate together as alpha males. And for the very first time, we will celebrate on the Cigar Dave show a new celebratory month. For it is no longer going to be referred to as January hereafter. It is now going to be referred to as the month of January, as we celebrate the incredibly flavorful distilled spirit known as gin. Bourbon and American whiskey has its own month. Beer has its own month in October. We celebrate champagne and sparkling wine in December. It is way beyond time, way past time, that gin has its own celebratory month. So therefore, we celebrate January beginning today. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, semper delictatio, always pleasure. We are now less than 13 days away from Operation Make America Great Again. We have much to celebrate in the month of January. Not only great gins, but a new president is taking the oath of office, and the Bolshevik-in-chief will be sayonara, adios, Don't let the door hit you on the way out. So we have much to get to this entire month. But first, lieutenants, I should, and fellow alphas, I should extend to you my happy New Year's greetings and salutations. Hard to believe we are upon a brand new year. We have an action-packed show for you today, as always, as we celebrate the alpha male good life. Later in this hour, we'll be joined by Paul Haletko, the founder of Few Spirits, F. E-U, Few Spirits, there is an interesting story regarding the naming of Few Spirits that has to do with Prohibition. It is the first distillery within the city limits of Evanston, Illinois, since Prohibition. Interesting story. Paul will join us. I've got the Few American Gin and the Few Breakfast Gin front and center, and I will sample those as we get ready to celebrate with some great gins. I've also got a bottle of Bombay Sapphire Distilled London Dry Gin Vapor Infused in honor of Colonel Ange, who loves Bombay Sapphire and some gin and tonics. And I've got some tonic water. We will enjoy some great distilled spirits featuring gin. In the second hour, this week we will talk about the Consumer Electronics Show. CES 2017 underway in Las Vegas. It is the gadget show extraordinaire. And we've got the digital answer man, Jim Barry, that will join us. Because let's face it, as alpha males... 
we love cigars. We love our spirits. We love our grills. But we love our gadgets, whether it's giant TVs, whether it is drones, whether it is uh, gadgets, phones, computers. We love gadgets. And CES is the place to be. Takes the entire Las Vegas Convention Center mammoth facility. So we will talk with Jim Barry, the digital answer man, in our number two. But first, let us spend time talking about a subject that is near and dear to all of our hearts as alpha male carnivores. We're not vegans. I've never met a, an alpha male that was a vegan. Doesn't exist. Rightly so. I've been saying all along, everything in moderation. I don't care whether it's cigars, whether it's spirits, whether it's steaks. We have been hearing for so long from the enemies of pleasure and these vegans that want to proselytize all of us into becoming vegans that look unhealthy, with bad skin, bony, that, that look frail. I don't want to eat tofu. I'm not interested in a tofurkey sandwich. I want the real thing. I want to put some fine quality dead animal carcass on my grill with my grill grates that get up to 800 degrees. I want that Pittsburgh-style char on my dead carnivore product. Well, a study has just come out. We've heard for so long, don't eat red meat. Red meat is terrible. It's going to increase your blood pressure. Bad for your cholesterol. Going to increase heart attacks. And we heard this nonsense. The same people that spewed that nonsense are the same people that said, don't eat butter. Don't have eggs. Eat margarine. Margarine, much better. Meanwhile, it's loaded with trans fat that clogs your arteries. But who are the ones that peddle that? That, that, that misnomer, that, that factually incorrect data 40 years ago? It was the F, not the FDA. It was the, uh, the USDA. It was the federal government. Don't have butter. Instead, margarine. State of the art. Good for you. Cause more heart attacks than, than one can, can even imagine. Well, a study has come out, a new review of clinical trials from Purdue University, the Boilermakers, has found that red meat is not cancer-causing and does not raise blood pressure and is not necessarily bad for your cholesterol. Eating more than the recommended daily amount of red meat, which is, I think, eight ounces per day, does not affect short-term heart disease risk factors such as blood pressure and blood cholesterol. Now, the key here is unprocessed red meat. Colonel Ange and I had this conversation earlier this week. He said, General, I've been saying all along, the key is unprocessed foods. Unprocessed foods. That is red meat that's not processed with nitrates and all sorts of other chemicals. Unprocessed red meat, good source of nutrients, good source of iron, tons of vitamins, very nutrient-rich food. Now... The recommendations to limit red meat originally came from studies that looked at the dietary habits of people that had cardiovascular disease. So all these people that had cardiovascular disease ate meat. So what did they do? They drew an inference saying, oh, you eat meat, then you're going to have cardiovascular disease. That's like me saying, I drink water every day. And if, let's say, for example, hypothetically, I get four colds per year, you can say, oh, he gets four colds a year, four upper respiratory infections. Why? because he drinks water. Therefore, we must have that association. Nothing could be further from the truth. The studies showed that people that typically ate red meat did not have any increase in their LDL, their HDL, their 
bad, well, actually, HDL is your good cholesterol. You want that to raise. But there were no increases in your triglycerides, blood pressure, total cholesterol, which are the commonly screened cardio risk, cardiovascular risk factors. So they analyzed 24 different studies in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, and what they said was red meat, as long as it's unprocessed beef and pork, meaning there's no nitrates and there's no chemicals, but good quality meat is not going to increase your rate of cardiovascular disease. Now, I've always said everything in moderation, and that includes exercise. How many times have we seen these marathon runners? And by the way, have you ever seen marathon runners? I know a lot of marathon runners. They all look bony. They have no color in their skin. They look frail. They almost look like they're going to collapse. Like if you shake their hand too strong, their, their bones are going to break in their hand. So anything in excess, and it's, it's been scientifically proven, showing now that if you run more than three, four miles a day, it's actually not good on your heart. It takes a toll. Everything in moderation. And meat is the exact same thing. But what have we heard from these enemies of pleasure, the food police? Meat is terrible. Meat contributes to global warming because cows, it, with their methane release and, and eating the grass, it's not biologically sustainable. It's not good for the environment, which is a low, total crock of BS. Total crock. Same thing they said with eating meat or eating any other sort of uh, animal product. Oh, not good for your health. Causes cancer, causes uh, increase in cardiovascular disease. Well, that's not, that's not the case. It's not true. Everything in moderation. And I can tell you this. I know I speak for you when I say that we are fed up. We are fed up with the food police and the enemies of pleasure telling us what to eat, what to smoke, what to drink, what to consume. And I got a story in the second hour that I will get to. I kid you not, I have said all along that the next product that the enemies of pleasure and the food police will go after is your coffee. Why? What does coffee contain? Caffeine. And I've got a story that will absolutely blow your mind in the second hour, talking about somebody that was consuming coffee, caffeine in their system, and what happened to them when law enforcement happened to stop them. You will not believe it. But we will spend time in the second hour on that. Also in the second hour, I'm going to tell you a sad story. It's a tale of one of the great Jewish-style delis in this country that is no longer in operation. It closed on December 30th. I'm talking about the famous Carnegie Deli in New York. We will talk about that deli. Jewish-style delis are dying. It is a travesty. The good news is there's still Katz's Delicatessen in New York. You can still get a great piece of pastrami and corned beef. And I can always go to Colonel Ange because Colonel Ange has my grandmother's Recipe, Grandma Ida's famous pastrami recipe that we were able to recover from my grandmother's possessions. And Colonel Ange has perfected it. It is absolutely delicious. And we'll tell you about the people in Philadelphia that went to buy some sugar-flavored beverages and even artificially sweetened beverages, Diet Coke, Coke, Propel Water. They had a little rude awakening on January 1 of the beginning of 2017, last week. Rude awakening, big tax on their flavored beverages. We will tell you about that. And we'll also talk about the alpha male. There is a well-known broadcast media personality saying the alpha male is dead in America. Really? I'm still alive. In fact, let me, 
Let me knock on the table here. Yep, let me let me hit myself here. In fact, yep, I'm touching myself here. That can be a good thing. Oh, yep, I'm, t- I'm still here. I'm an alpha male. You're around. You're listening. You're an alpha male. The alpha male's not dead. Was the alpha male extinct until I came on the scene? You better believe it. The alpha males are coming out of extinction. We're like alligators. At one time, the alpha male was going into a really significant extinction. But we are a protected species. And I'm doing my part to make sure that not only do alpha males survive, but they thrive. So we will talk about that. When we come back, we'll conduct the National Cigar Lightation Ceremony, and we will enjoy a great gin-based libation as we celebrate gin during the month of January, right here, front and center, on The Cigar Dave Show. The Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line is set for Saturday, February 4th, 2017 at Shelter Aviation at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is presented by Diamond Crown Cigars. As they introduce the new Diamond Crown Black Diamond, enjoy an enormous Alpha Male Buffet, great libations including Woodford Reserve, Craft Beer, Alpha Male Camaraderie, and Diamond Crown Cigars. Cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line are on sale now. Don't wait. Get them at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. This is the General, inviting you to join me for a day of absolute alpha male pleasure maneuvers. It's the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 4th, 2017, from Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Our day will begin at 10 a.m. You'll get five great cigars from J.C. Newman and Diamond Crown, including the brand new Black Diamond, a full, scrumptious alpha male lunch buffet. You will get samplings from Dunedin Brewing, great craft beers, and incredible spirits tastings from Jack Daniels, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra, Woodford Reserve, Old Forster, Cooper's Craft, and many more. You'll get a Cigar Dave embroidered briefcase. It's a great day of alpha male pleasure maneuvers. Tickets are all VIP and all-inclusive. Go to CigarDave.com for info and tickets. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 4th, 2017, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Go to CigarDave.com now for info and tickets. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, earlier this week, actually I should say last week, I had the opportunity to visit with my good buddy Rick Rodriguez, the brand manager and one of the blending masters over at CAO Cigars. And he brought in a whole bag of CAOs, and he said, General, help yourself to whatever you want. And I said, you know, Rick, I have not had a CAO Brasilia in got to be two years. Great cigar when it came out. It's been out probably 10 years. And CAO originally came out with their World Series. They had the Italia, the Brasilia. Then they had the CAO America. And the Brasilia uses a magnificent Brazilian wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler, beautiful colors with the green, blue, and gold colors of uh, Brazil. You just kind of want to just uh, do the samba when you look at this particular cigar. Just magnificent looking cigar. It's medium, medium plus. Comes in four different sizes. And the when I, I looked at this, I said, you know, I'm a, I normally smoke a, a either a Robusto or primarily a Toro. But I wanted something just a little bit different. I wanted to go big. You know, as they say, go big or go home. So... Luckily, Rick had an Amazon, the Brasilia Amazon, a Gordo, a Magnum size, six by 60. Six inches in length with a 60 ring gauge, almost one inch in diameter. Suggested retail is about six to six and a half dollars. Just a beautiful, beautiful cigar with that Brazilian wrapper. Nice Nicaraguan filler and binder. Just got a lot of flavor to it, but not overpowering. Very, very smooth. And I'll tell you, the Brazilian Matafina wrapper or the Brazilian Arapiraca wrappers that are very prevalent as well as the filler tobaccos. Just a very unique taste on the palate. So the CAO Brasilia in honor of my good buddy Rick Rodriguez. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Well, I'm going to use a little piercer. Uh, somebody sent me for the holidays a very cool keychain, a little promotional item. And when you open up this little rubber thing, it reveals three different bullet cuts or piercers that you can use on your cigar gives you a very clean cut and that's what i will use today maximum btu flame throwing and heat producing apparatus i am going elegant and old school in honor of enjoying some fine quality gin so i pulled out a box of cigar matches in fact i will take a picture and we'll send this out so you can see what i'm talking about these are long cedar matches 
and I measured these. These are 3.75 inches, three and three quarter inches in length. Cedar, and you want an ice long match so you have ample time to toast the foot of the cigar, puff and rotate. And you're going to probably need usually two to three of these matches to do it right, but it's just a very elegant way, even though it's primitive and rudimentary. Sometimes going old school is the way to go. So that's exactly what we will do today with my CAO Brasilia using some beautiful cedar cigar matches. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Okay, I'm gently moving the piercer, the bullet cut, right around to the cap, and I'm gently working it in. Pull it out. Beautiful. I probably have about a just a nice, I would say, quarter-inch, perfectly symmetrical round hole at the top of the CAO Brasilia Amazon beautiful magnum-sized cigar. Let me open up my box of matches. And again, we're going old school. Ah, perfect. And I'm holding the... Oh, when I was speaking, my hot air actually extinguished the match. That's not good. So we're going to do it one more time. hold the match down at about an 80 degree angle because I want the flame to travel up. I'm gently toasting. It's going to get very hot. But again, that's why you want a long cedar match that's almost four inches. You're going to take your time. Okay. Toasting the foot of the cigar. Now I'm going to puff and rotate. Very elegant way. And I'm holding it, angling down. Be very careful. Hmm. Very nice. Hmm. Gently Blow that out, put it in my ashtray with room to spare. Three and three quarter inches, I probably had about a half an inch to spare, but I've got plenty of these cigar matches. Very elegant way in my CEO Brasilia. There's now properly lit. Wonderful taste, and now I need a libation to go with it. So, when we come back, I'm going to pull out two of the gins that we will be discussing with our next guest, the founder, master distiller of Few Spirits, F-E-W, Few Spirits, in Evanston, Illinois, a very unique boutique distiller. Paul Haletko will be joining us. We'll talk about their Few American Gin, their Few Breakfast Gin. We'll get into talking about gins. I've got a special libation concoction. We are celebrating gin during the month of January, celebrating the juniper berry which is the number one ingredient that goes into gin, aside from alcohol as well. So we will talk with him. Get your cigar, get your gin, kick back, enjoy as we welcome 2017. Don't forget, Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, Saturday, February 4th in the Cigar City of Tampa. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Cigar Dave's Five Star Lounge is open for your pleasure. Home of big name entertainment, top shelf booze, and beautiful dames. Well, we are celebrating the month of January, where we celebrate gin. And gin is a spirit which derives its predominant flavor from juniper berries. So what is a juniper? Many people have heard of juniper. They don't know what juniper is. The junipers are a coniferous plant, which is a needle-leaved uh, type of shrub, similar to an evergreen. It's a cone-bearing shrub. grows uh, across the world, and they can vary in size from 66 to 130 feet tall. And the female seed cones are very distinctive with fleshy, fruit-like coalescing scales, which fuse together to form a berry, which are anywhere between about uh, a quarter to an inch long. And the juniper berry gives it a very, just a very unique flavor. And when you look at gin, that is the predominant flavor. It has to contain juniper. But there are other botanicals in gin, such as there could be citrus elements, lemon, bitter orange peel, other spices, anise, angelica, root, uh, orris root, licorice, cinnamon, almond, savory, lime peel, grapefruit peel, dragon eye, saffron, coriander, nutmeg, cassia bark, whole bunch of other things. And gin certainly is a spirit that I think sometimes doesn't get as much love as it should. But when you think of some of the great gin-related libationary cocktails, libations, first of all, the gin and tonic definitely comes to mind. That's the first thing that you have to think of. But there's so many other ones. There is the Gimlet. There's a gin fizz, the Negroni, a Martini, a Pimm's Cup, a Tom Collins, and, of course, many of these associated with the Rat Pack in that era. And one of the great spirits across the country that I've had the opportunity to sample comes from Evanston, Illinois, that bastion of distilling, that distilling mecca, which uh, was a bastion of prohibition. And we'll get to that in just a moment, but it's called Few, F-E-W, Few Spirits. And there's a very interesting story regarding the name, which we will get to. But first, I want to welcome the founder 
And I guess the master distiller as well, Paul Holetko of Few hey, Spirits. Paul, great to have you on the Cigar Dave Show, and great story. First of all, you are a patent attorney by profession. Uh, not anymore. I'm feeling much better now, but uh, <laughs> I have done my time. I have done my time and uh, served my debt to society to atone for my sins. <laughs> you are on parole. <laughs> I'm, I've been paroled. I, uh, I always say that uh, once I passed the bar, I never would again. And you know, now here I am making some gin. Now, this is a great story because, you know, I was just saying that when you think about Evan Still in Illinois, not exactly known as a bastion of distilling or brewing, but your start actually, first off, you were a home brewer, correct? Yeah, I mean, I started off uh, as a home brewer. Um, you know, once I turned 21 and became of legal age, I decided to experiment with this stuff I, I'd heard about called alcohol. And, uh, you know, me and alcohol, we kind of got, you know, we kind of came to an understanding pretty quick, and uh, we were fond of each other. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And by the way, you sure it was it wasn't before twenty one? I have a feeling it probably was. Oh, of course not. That would be illegal. I would never do that. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait. When you and I were growing up, I think it was eighteen. I mean, it was eighteen until I was in college. I was in college from eighty two to eighty six. I think the drinking age didn't change in New York State. I think till eighty four or eighty five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, I was. Uh... I was a couple years behind you. Not too many, but uh, I was okay. behind you. All right. All right. Very good. Now, very interesting because Few is named after a wonderful woman by the name of Frances Elizabeth Willard. She was the head of Evanston's Women's Christian Temperance Union. We, of course, today would call her an enemy of pleasure or the pleasure police. <laughs> and so you named, actually, you took her initials, Frances Elizabeth Willard, F-E-U, and created Few Spirits, what a fantastic tribute to her. She, I guarantee you she's rolling in her grave right now, Paul. Yeah, you know, she was actually a great woman. She actually ran the WCTU nationally and internationally. She, you know, I think there's a lot of folks that uh, think we're trying to give her a middle finger, uh, but it, the exact opposite is really true. Um, you know, prohibition might be a little bit of a uh, confused idea, uh, but her ideas were fantastic. You know, she came up with the idea that uh, women should have the right to vote which is a relatively non-controversial topic these days. But at the time, it was pretty shocking. Um, you know, she just decided that at one point, uh, no man was going to vote for prohibition. So women had to have the right to, <laughs> right to vote. Otherwise, it wasn't going to happen. Wait a minute. Who, who, who said allowing women to vote was a good thing, Paul? Hold on a second. Don't put words well, into my mouth. <laughs> By the way, there, we're politically incorrect on this show, as you know. <laughs> Exactly. My wife thinks it's so a good see, idea, and I would never argue with her. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, as I say, the front porch to the back porch is hers. The rest of the world is yours. As you can see, <laughs> we're not politically correct on this show. And uh, I always tell people, you can trace the problems of this country to three things. Allowing women to drive, allowing women to vote, and allowing women to work. And I'm just kidding, everybody. Fear not. We are politically incorrect, so we go on the edge. But uh, listen, that's an interesting point that she knew that men would never vote for it. So what did she do? She got women the right to vote. And certainly, women today, I guarantee you, prohibition would never pass, especially because I know a lot of females, they like their wine. They're not going anywhere. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, but back in the time, uh, the average per, average per capita consumption of whiskey was over 15 gallons per year. And so if you figure that perhaps every man wasn't drinking their fair share, uh, if you figure that every uh, child wasn't drinking their fair share, 
some of the women were drinking their fair share. The people that were drinking were drinking an a truly absurd amount of whiskey. Paul Hletko, the founder of Few Spirits, is our guest today on the Cigar Dave Show as we celebrate January, the entire month of January. Paul, tell us your your transformation from patent attorney to founding Few Spirits, a distillery in Evanston, Illinois. Well, it's a it's a kind of a long saga that goes back several years, but uh, before World War II, uh, my grandparents' family owned a major brewery, what's now the Czech Republic. Uh, 1939 came around, uh, the Nazis invaded, and uh, they confiscated the brewery. And my grandfather survived the camps, but the rest of the family was wiped out. And after the war, he kind of spent the rest of his life trying to get the brewery back. I uh, never did. And when he died, it kind of struck me that if I didn't do something to regain the family legacy, uh, kind of family blood or whatever, you know, I'm not sure what you want to call it. But, you know, the family honor, uh, it was going to be gone forever. And I just couldn't really let that happen. And so what occurred to me was I wanted to do something that was going to be mine, something that could be ours, uh, something that wouldn't be in the shadow of a brewery, uh, but yet still be kind of in line. And that was kind of the genesis of the distillery. And, you know, it's been a really great ride. Um, unfortunately, obviously, my grandfather never got a chance to see it, uh, but I'm pretty sure he'd be pretty proud of me at this point. Absolutely. And, you know, you don't have a, a huge facility. Your distillery is only, what, 2,700 square feet? Yeah, we're, uh, we're a small shop. Um, you know, we're only uh, you know, about five and a half years on the market, uh, but in the last five and a half years, we've been able to expand uh, across Illinois, across the country. And even across the world, um, you know, we're sold uh, everywhere from Chicago. Uh, we just launched in Florida earlier today, um, but we're also sold places as far away as Perth, Australia. Uh, we're sold north of the Arctic Circle in Sweden. Um, there, you know, at this point, there aren't many places in the world that you're not able to get few spirits, all of which is produced in this tiny little 2,700 square foot facility. Uh, located in Evanston, Illinois, the home of the Prohibition Movement. Well, you mentioned distributing now in Florida, starting uh, actually, uh, you know, today, yesterday. And interesting you mentioned that because when I mentioned my good buddy Dan O'Connor over at Breakthrough Beverages here in the Cigar City of Tampa, which distributes your product throughout the entire state, he said, General, we're just, we've got a new product. We've got few FEU. You got to try this. I said, it's interesting you mentioned that. Because I've been looking for that and haven't been able to find it. He said, well, we distribute it now. You will find it. Dropped off over to Command Center Alpha a box containing many gins, including your few American gin and your breakfast gin. The only problem is he didn't send me the lunch gin, the dinner gin, or the snack gin. So I'm waiting for those gins, Paul. And I'm sure you're, well, I mean, you're busy a, creating those. You know, we, we're out there and, you know, this, you know, being out in this business of booze, it's interesting because... Everybody and their sister thinks that gin is only to be drunk at breakfast, and that's just simply not true. You can drink gin any time of day, whether it's morning, noon, or night. Um, so we were just kind of making fun of people for thinking gin is just a breakfast drink, and so we just named our gin breakfast because, you know, we just think it's silly. You, know, you can drink gin at night. Why can't you? You can drink it any time of day. I mean, Colonel Ange... Our, our colonel in charge of the Western New York Theater of Operations would have it breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack time, any time is good. Uh, it's and in 10 a.m. somewhere, I, you're good. 
that's right. I would tell you this, that uh, I've actually marinated various cuts of meat and chicken in gin, and it, it adds a very unique uh, flavor to your meat. It's, it's, very, it's a great, uh, great marinator. So you never yep. know what, uh, what you can use your gin for. Now, very interesting, because being in the heartland of the Midwest, you are in an area that has loads of wheat and corn and rye, and you've got a philosophy at Few Spirits, grain to glass. Explain that. So it's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that, uh, you know, people drink and eat these products uh, that have names that maybe they can't even pronounce. And there's always ingredients that, you know, you wouldn't serve your mother. Um, You know, we're really proud that everything that goes into our products is stuff that you'd be honored to serve your mother. Um, You know, we use corn. Uh, All of our corn is grown as close to home as we can find it. And, you know, as you noted, you know, we're in the breadbasket of, of the world. So it's not like we can't find good corn around here. You know, we find, you know, we use wheat. All of our wheat comes from around here. Our rye comes from as close to home as we can get it. Our barley comes from about 120 miles away up in Wisconsin. Um, you know, we're really proud of the fact that we make all of our stuff directly from grain. Um, all of our stuff has ingredients that you can pronounce um, and stuff you'd be honored to serve your friends. All right. And our something that's is- really important to us. Fantastic. Our guest is Paul Letko, the founder of Few Spirits, F-E-W. And as we have learned, it's named after Frances Elizabeth Willard, who is the head of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. And, Paul, would it be correct to say that your distillery, the first one since Prohibition in Evanston, Illinois? Uh, That would certainly be correct. It's actually the first legal alcohol ever. It's not just the first distillery since Prohibition. Uh, First distillery ever in Evanston. And we produce the first alcohol. Uh, we do have a couple breweries in town now, uh, but we got liquor before we got beer because that's how Evanston rolls. Yeah, that's how you roll in the big town of Evanston. Fantastic. We'll continue our conversation with Paul Letko of Few Spirits as we continue celebrating January, celebrating the entire month of January with great gins. No longer January, it's January. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. 
Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Just four weeks from the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. Presented by Diamond Crown Cigars in the Cigar City of Tampa. Get your tickets now before they're sold out. All the info is at CigarDave.com. I should stand corrected because Sergeant Steve told me during the break that I kept saying F-E-U when it's F-E-W. Because I'm, I'm thinking few and, of course, when we talk about the FUDA, we get that U in there, especially after they go after cigars. But F-E-W, Few Spirits. And the founder, Paul Holetko, rejoins us. Paul, I apologize for mispronouncing, not mispronouncing, but misspelling the name of your spirits. F-E-W is the correct, the correct lettering. Oh, I, I don't tend to get too stressed out about it, uh, especially like with a last name like mine. Uh, so long as you don't pronounce anything associated with me as a four-letter word, uh, we can still be friends. You're good to go. Now, Paul, let me, before we get into the uh, two gins that I have in front of me, we'll also talk about your barrel gin. You've got the American gin, the breakfast gin, and your barrel gin. But tell us uh, your experience. Uh, you were a home brewer. What did you, uh, what was the process for you to become a, a distiller and to set up the distillery? Well, I mean, I think, you know, we started off with the ability to ferment and make, you know, everything that you make when you make a distilled spirit uh, starts off almost the same place as you start off with beer. You start off with grain, you start off with water, and you start off with yeast. Um, so from there, you make beer, but uh, once you've made that beer, you run it through a still, you distill it, and that gives you an additional tool to use to create the flavors that you're looking for in your product. So as a home brewer... I was about halfway there, and all I had to do was learn how to do that next step, uh, which is a little bit complex because it is actually a felony to home distill. So certainly I would have never done that. But uh, we started off with the ability to make a beer, uh, which is legal to make at home, and I uh, was able to transition that into learning how to distill professionally. And yeah, we've had some good times ever since. All right, so let's talk about your lineup of gins. You've got the few... American gin, the few breakfast gin, and the few barrel gin. So let's start off with the Ameri uh, American gin. Got a beautiful, uh, the bottle is magnificent, kind of a rectangular with a nice spout up top. Very unique uh, artwork, I should say, as well. Uh, almost a retro-type look on the, uh, on the labeling. Absolutely. All of our labels are kind of uh, intended to evoke the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Uh, Francis Willard is one of the featured speakers at the fair, 
and it kind of re-signified the rebirth of Chicago in the international scene. So, you know, on the American gin, that kind of green uh, with the Ferris wheel, that's actually the first Ferris wheel ever built. And it was uh, kind of uh, a huge, I, you know, it was a huge deal at the World Fair because nobody had ever seen uh, anything nearly that size move. Uh, each of the cars was actually held 60 people and had its own bar. Um, well, you so can't go wrong cool with everyone story. having their own bar. That's pretty good. Yep, you can't go wrong there. But the, you know, the gin itself is just, it's a wonderful drink. It's uh, soft, it's approachable. And, you know, that we talk to an awful lot of people that say, oh, I don't like to drink gin. Or, you know, they tell a story about when they were 17 in their friend's basement and, you know, they got into a tangle with, a, you know, a handle of some gin or another. And, you know, it's really unfortunate that this great spirit of gin gets maligned. All right. And well, so we know American the gin... gin. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Talk about your American yeah, gin. So, yeah. So our American gin is just kind of a response to that and showing people, hey, look, you know, gin is a wonderful spirit. It's diverse. Uh, there's all sorts of flavors uh, that you can get with the gin. And so our American gin is actually a whiskey that we turn into gin uh, by adding some juniper, some citrus. Uh, some vanilla that we buy direct from a farm in Madagascar. Um, it's just it's a wonderful spirit that kind of throws what a lot of people think is gin uh, on its head. Well, I have to tell you that uh, the aroma on this in my glass here, I put it in a whiskey snifter so I could really get the aromas, is magnificent. A lot of sweetness, just, uh, just very pleasant, very botanical, very citrus. So I'm going to say... Cheers, and I'm going to take a sample here. Mm. Wow. Very smooth, very soft, but a, uh, a cornucopia of incredible flavors on the palate. Very yeah, nice. It's a, it's a gin that I just, I absolutely love this gin. Uh, it's one of the first things we did, and you know, we spent about a year trying to get that recipe right because uh, it takes a lot of time. Um, but you can't is that rush, your number? You know, is is you that your number one it. selling gin? Uh, right now, our breakfast gin is our number one selling gin because uh, it's you know, it's fantastic, and people love the name breakfast gin for obvious reasons. Okay, well, now this has an interesting. I just poured the breakfast gin, which has a blue label. Love the coffee. There's a nice little cup of coffee on there, and smelling it definitely has a different aroma. I would say a little bit more pungent, a little bit more bold. And let me say cheers. Take a sip. Mm. Wow, this definitely has more personality on the palate. A lot it's more a, flavorful, it's a bright, richer. Very it's bright. a bright, bright gin that really shines. It's still easy to drink. It's still approachable. But we use a really hefty dose of Earl Grey tea uh, to get that flavor. So, of course, you've got the juniper. It's gin. Uh, but that Earl Grey tea makes it bright, and it gives it this great herbal character. Um, it's rich. It's approachable. It's uh, you know, it's fantastic for your breakfast gin. Uh, it goes well, great I would, with waffles. Uh, that I'm gonna. That's probably a good combination. But I will say, to me, the American gin was a little softer. The breakfast gin definitely richer, a little spicier, especially on the way down. We got about a minute to go, so if we could be real quick. Tell me about the barrel gin from from uh, the barrel Spirits. gin is basically a cross between gin and whiskey. Uh, it spends a substantial amount of time in wooden barrels, and so you get that same texture and some of those same flavors as you would from whiskey. But the juniper and the uh, coriander really combine for just a really rich, 
gin experience and a perfect gin for the whiskey drinker and a perfect whiskey for the gin drinker. Paul, I appreciate you joining us. I'll tell you, the American gin, the breakfast gin that I have in front of me are fantastic. I look forward to sampling the barrel gin. And I'll tell you what, next time I'm up in Chicago, I'm going to call you. I'll bring the cigars. We'll sample some of your great spirits, and we'll have a great time. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. All right, Paul Letko, the founder, master distiller of Few Spirits, F-E-W, Evanston, Illinois, as we celebrate January, the entire month of January on the Cigar Dave Show. We are exactly four weeks away from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in the Cigar City of Tampa. All the details at CigarDave.com. We're going to launch the brand new Black Diamond by Diamond Crown. It is the event of the year. Info and tickets, CigarDave.com. We're expecting a big crowd. It is the place to be. Get out of that cold winter weather. Hour number two as we celebrate January is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. The start of 2017 brought with it several items that were very disconcerting. First up, the Carnegie Deli. That bastion of corned beef and pastrami and brisket and matzo ball soup potato pancakes and incredible delicacies for the last 79 years is gone. That's extremely disconcerting. A most lugubrious situation. And then for those of you that live in the Philadelphia area, January 1st brought with that a new tax on your sugar and artificially sweetened beverages. 1.5 cents per ounce. You say, that's not a big deal. Oh, people are shocked. We will tell you about that. And we'll be joined by the digital answer man, Jim Barry, later in this hour, talking about the Consumer Electronics Show. Welcome back, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Don't forget, as always, follow me 24-7, 365. That can be a very, very dangerous thing. But nonetheless, follow us on our social media feeds, as well as uh, CigarDave.com. If you go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner, you will see logos for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Go there right now. Follow us. I do most of my most of my social medias at Twitter because I like the immediacy, but we also do a lot of Facebook, and uh, we're doing more Instagram as well. So make sure you check that out. So the first hour, we were joined by Paul Haletko, the founder, master distiller of Few Spirits. That is F-E-W, Few Spirits in Evanston, Illinois, talking about their American gin, their breakfast gin, and their barrel gin. I sampled the gins, but now I need a gin libationary concoction as we celebrate January. 
Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I'm going to make the good old-fashioned gin and tonic. Or during Hanukkah, as I like to say, a Hanukkah gin tonica. So first up, we're going to put uh, some rocks into my little snifter here. And I like actually, I'm a whiskey guy, so I like my snifter that has just, it allows me to really get the aromas as I sip the libation. Now, many people would say put it into a rocks glass or a short glass, whatever you want. There's no right or wrong as far as I'm concerned. I just like my little whiskey snifter. So first thing, I was going to use Bombay Sapphire Distilled London Dry Gin, vapor-infused. Been around for years and years and years. But after sampling the few American gin and the breakfast gin, I loved the American gin. So I'm going to take the FEW Few Spirits American gin. I'm going to pour that in there. Very nice. I've got a bottle of Diet Canada Dry Tonic for my tonic component. Open that up. I will pour that. I've got a, this is very interesting. Most people use lime. I use lime and I use a little orange wedge. Let me put that in here. Stir that up. Let's say cheers. Mm. Oh, that is incredibly pleasant. Mm. That American gin, notes of citrus, wonderful aroma, very, very pleasant. I would say rather spectacular if I say so myself. So very delicious. That's what I'm enjoying. Let me take another sip. Mm. I fully can't well enjoy January without a proper gin libation. And the entire month we'll be sampling different gins, be joined by many master distillers talking about their gin, and then the end of the month we'll conduct a full tasting with Sommelier Dave. And that is the week before the... Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 4th, 2017, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa, right on the grounds of Tampa International Airport. We'll be launching the brand new Black Diamond by Diamond Crown. Bobby and Eric Newman will be joining us front and center. When you walk in, you will get a briefcase that has our logo embossed upon it, not embossed, embroidered upon it. Got a nice bag of special cigars. We've got a bottle of Woodford Reserve, some other goodies. You'll enjoy a scrumptious, humongous buffet live show from noon to 2 p.m. with our entire crew from the Western New York Theater of Operations. Mick the Brit will be joining us. We will have a fantastic time. You'll sample incredible spirits, incredible craft beers from Dunedin Brewing. It is, it is recess for alpha males. Great day. Fly down. The weather's been terrible up north, cold and wintry and snowy and icy. Gets dark at 4 in the afternoon. Not here in the Sunshine State. In fact, today was, what, 7? Well, it's going to be a little cooler. It, it cooled down a little bit, but still it was in the uh, low 70s or is in the low 70s. So very, very pleasant. Perfect time for you to come down. And, and uh, it's going to get a little cooler this weekend, but still, we don't get snow. We don't get ice here in the Sunshine State. Info and tickets, CigarDave.com. Now, Received a, uh, was perusing some various, during the uh, vacation hiatus few weeks that we were off, I started perusing. I always check uh, online. I'm reading a lot of papers. I'm always looking at at anything that could be of interest to the alpha male. I'm always seeking. This comes to us from the Michael Savage newsletter. The headline, the alpha male is dead in America. 
And of course, that piqued my interest. Michael Savage, of course, the broadcaster, heard on many stations Monday through Friday, afternoon and evenings across the United States of America. And it says, in today's issue, Savage ventured from the news as 2016 came to a close, pondering why our culture seems to have a problem with loud men. And he goes to say, and I'm quoting here, people are afraid of loud men. Children are afraid of loud voices. Men are afraid of loud voices. Well, I'm loud, and I'm an alpha male, and I'm not afraid of loud voices. He says, nobody wants alpha males. Let me put it to you that way. Maybe a beta male, yes, they're acceptable. Occasionally, you'll take an alpha male when you need him in certain situations, whatever that may be. You fill in the blanks. But by and large, the alpha male is dead in America. You have mock alpha males in the form of Matt Damon, mock alpha male. Movie stars are mock alpha males. So what's a real alpha male? I don't know. What's a real alpha male? What does that mean? Well, I sure as hell know. You're listening to a real alpha male. He goes on to say, I don't know. We all have sensitivities and vulnerabilities underneath it. I happen to be loud. That's how I am. It's in my nature, he says. It's driven everyone away from me. I have no friends, and the family doesn't want to talk to me because of it. They're afraid of it. They don't like it. It's overpowering. If they talk loud to me, I say, why are you screaming? They say, because you do. I say, I don't scream. I talk like this. This is a product of two things, feminism and drugs. People on medication are afraid of loud voices. They don't know what men talk, or uh, they don't know that men talk this way all over the world. Well, let me dissect this. First of all, the alpha male is anything but dead in this nation and around the world. As the global alpha male, I have made it my mission to empower, embolden, the men who have been wussified, the men who have been feminized, my mission is to take a wussified beta and make him into an alpha male with nads of steel. He may have been castrated by a feminist, may have been castrated by a former wife or his current wife or a former girlfriend, but I'm here to mentally reattach their nads to their bodies to give them massive amounts of testosterone and confidence so that they can walk and talk and speak and act like an alpha male. Alpha males are not dead. You're an alpha male. I'm an alpha male. Many women that listen to this show, many women that I know, they want an alpha male. They don't want a wussified male. Now, is Savage right saying that alpha males being dead are a product of two things, feminism and drugs? Well, I don't know about the drug part, but feminism, there is no question that feminists have tried to wussified the American male starting from the time they are little toddlers, from the time they're in the bassinet, they're in the crib. They desire to feminize and neuter men. That's what they want to do. The only way they derive pleasure is to wussify and neuter a man or a boy. We will have nothing of the sort. I speak loudly. I speak firmly. I speak with alpha authority. I get the mission done. And when need be, I'm not afraid to raise the voice. Because let me tell you, when you have a strong alpha voice, it demands respect. When I slightly raise my voice or inflect my voice properly, everyone is now on alert. I am not screwing around. Do not screw with this alpha male. That will not happen. And in fact, I derive great pleasure when friends of mine, females call me and say, I'm trying to buy a car. I'm having issues. They're giving me the runaround. And I say, well, let this alpha ha handle all your negotiations. Let me walk in, because by that time I'm done with them, the car salesman is begging, begging for mercy, saying, I give up. I'm a wussified bait. I thought I was an alpha. I'm not. 
You, sir, general, are an alpha. The American alpha male and the global alpha male is not dead. In many cases, they're in a weakened state, but we have changed that. This alpha is proof. The American alpha male and the global alpha male is alive and well. And if you're not up to alpha standards yet, you keep listening to me, to my show, follow my social media feeds, follow us at CigarDave.com before you know it. You will be an alpha with raging loads of testosterone flowing through your body. When we come back, I'll tell you about a little surprise, surprise, surprise people in Philadelphia had. And uh, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to what Michelle Obama said and We'll see what we can get to. We're jammed because we've got the digital answer man, Jim Barry, that will be joining us from the Consumer Electronics Show at the bottom of the hour. Much to get to as we celebrate Jin and January right here on the Cigar Dave Show. The Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line is set for Saturday, February 4th, 2017 at Shelter Aviation at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is presented by Diamond Crown Cigars as they introduce the new Diamond Crown Black Diamond. Enjoy an enormous Alpha Male Buffet, great libations including Woodford Reserve, Craft Beer, Alpha Male Camaraderie, and Diamond Crown Cigars. Cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line are on sale now. Don't wait. Get them at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks, cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. This is the General inviting you to join me for a day of absolute alpha male pleasure maneuvers. It's the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line Saturday, February 4th, 2017 from Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Our day will begin at 10 a.m. You'll get five great cigars from J.C. Newman and Diamond Crown, including the brand new Black Diamond, a full scrumptious alpha male lunch buffet. You will get samplings from Dunedin Brewing, great craft beers, and incredible spirits tastings from Jack Daniels, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra, Woodford Reserve, Old Forster, Cooper's Craft, and many more. You'll get a Cigar Dave embroidered briefcase. It's a great day of alpha male pleasure maneuvers. Tickets are all VIP and all inclusive. Go to CigarDave.com for info and tickets. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 4th, 2017, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Go to CigarDave.com now for info and tickets. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. DEFCON 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. Well, last summer I told you about the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, more like the city of nanny state love or nanny state hate because they enacted a one and a half cent per ounce tax on sugar-sweetened beverages and artificially sweetened beverages, and they were the first city to do so, big city in the country. And they said that as, while the health benefits will be will be realized, this is more so that we can create daycare centers and parks. You know, trying to sell it, it's about libraries and pre-K, all the normal government boondoggle product uh, projects. Well, as of January one, Philadelphians rang in the new year with a new beverage tax. One and a half cents per ounce. And they were a little shocked. One person posted on Facebook, they bought a 10-pack of Propel-flavored water that retailed for $5.99. And they were shocked when they saw what the tax, they put a separate tax line on the receipt now. The tax was 3 bucks, $3.04 to be specific. A humongous tax. And other people were similarly shocked. They're like, wait a minute. I just spent $6. This has got to be a mistake. How can the tax be $3, $3.54 or whatever? Well, it's based on the ounces. And I did an analysis. A two-liter bottle of Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, whatever, any sugar or artificially sweetened beverage, two liters is about 72 ounces. On average, you can get it, let's say, $1.29. Normally, when I go to the supermarket, I see $1.29 to $1.49. But $1.29, the tax is 72 ounces times one and a half cents. So you look at that and say, okay, well, geez, what's one and a half cents? It's really not a big deal. Well, guess what? It's a dollar eight. That represents an 84% tax on that two liter bottle of soda. You go get a 16 ounce can of soda, 75 cents. Normally it's 50 to 75 cents. We'll say it's 75 cents. The tax on 16 ounces, 24 cents. That's a 32% tax. Now, remember, sales tax is only usually 7%, 6%, 7%, 8 9 depending on where you live. Like in the Cigar City of Tampa, it's 7%. Other areas, I've seen it as high as 10%, some 11%. But the tax rate is now onerous. 
First big city to impose a tax on all sugar or artificially flavored drinks. Now, the revenue commissioner said the tax is meant to help the community. Well, here's how it's going to help the community. People that have cars are going to say, you know what, screw this. I'm going to go across to New Jersey or one of the Philly suburbs, and I'm going to buy my sodas there where there's not a ridiculous tax, an onerous tax between 32% and 84% for my beverage. I mean, think about that. You go in, you pay a buck 29 for a two-liter bottle of soda, and the tax is another dollar eight, 84%. We are taxed enough in this country. And yet, many people that were all in favor of this saying, oh, well, I think it's going to be a good thing. They're all in favor of cigar taxes and all in favor of taxes on booze. And initially they said, well, I think this is going to be a good thing. It's going to help people. But once the tax hits them, it's a different story. They all went crazy. Enough of the taxation. And by the way, we are now less than, what, 13 days away from Operation Make America Great Again? Hope is fast approaching. But there's someone that didn't see, doesn't believe that hope is fast approaching. She says... Nope. Not having hope is what's going to happen. We're entering a period of hopelessness. I'm talking about the enemy of pleasure lady-in-chief, Michelle Obama. She did an interview with Oprah Winfrey last week. Here's what she had to say about hope and hopelessness in America. Your husband's administration, everything, the election, was all about hope. Do you think that this administration achieved that? Yes. I do. Right. Because no, we wrong, feel wrong, the Michelle. difference now. Yeah. See, yeah, we now feel more depressed. we're feeling what not having hope feels like. Oh, no, we have <laughs> hope know? now, honey. Hope is necessary. It's, it's hope a is necessary Donald J. Trump. concept. And Barack didn't just talk about hope because he thought it was just a nice slogan to get votes. I mean, he and I and so many believe that if you, what else do you have if you don't have hope? Yeah. What do you give well, your we kids have hope now that if you can't your give them hope? Socialist husband is gone or will be gone. Hopefully never to be heard from again, period. The Bolshevik in chief, the worst president in the United States of America, the president that has screwed the cigar industry with excessive regulation and taxation under the FUDA, the man that has absolutely increased the the hostility between the races, the most divided country ever. I cannot wait to get rid of Barack prick, pain in the ass, Obama. And I know some of you are going to say, oh, General, you're disrespecting the office of president. No, the person represents the office of president. I base my respect based on the person. I don't just give a carte blanche. I mean, you could put Adolf Hitler in the office and say, well, you know, Adolf Hitler's in the office of the president. You still have to respect it. Wrong. No, you don't. And by the way, these idiots, these schmucks comparing Donald Trump to Hitler should be ashamed of themselves. They are completely ignorant boors, cretons that have no semblance of any brains. So we are now less than 13 days away from Operation Make America Great Again. More hope than ever. People are excited. And by the way, the people that aren't excited, the people that are on the government dole, the people that want to get the handouts, the people that are takers, not makers. People that sign the front of paychecks, we're thrilled. Can't wait. Enough of the bureaucrats, enough of the government intervention, enough of bureaucrats getting into our lives. We are fed up. We only have 13 days to go of it. Then adios, mofos. Get out of Washington. Get out of the country. I'll give you hope, Michelle Obama. 
Donald J. Trump and the Republicans. When we come back, we will talk with Jim Barry, the digital answer man from Vegas, as he attends the Consumer Electronics Show right around the corner. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to The General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. This is The General, inviting you to join me for a day of absolute alpha male pleasure maneuvers. It's the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 4th, 2017, from Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Our day will begin at 10 a.m. You'll get five great cigars from J.C. Newman and Diamond Crown, including the brand new Black Diamond, a full, scrumptious alpha male lunch buffet. You will get samplings from Dunedin Brewing, great craft beers, and incredible spirits tastings from Jack Daniels, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra, Woodford Reserve, Old Forster, Cooper's Craft, and many more. You'll get a Cigar Dave embroidered briefcase. It's a great day of alpha male pleasure maneuvers. Tickets are all VIP and all inclusive. Go to CigarDave.com for info and tickets. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 4th, 2017, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Go to CigarDave.com now for info and tickets. Diamond Crown Cigars, Woodford Reserve Libations, Craft Beer, and a buffet fit for an alpha. It's just four weeks until the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Shelter Aviation in Tampa. Get your tickets now at CigarDave.com. For event, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Right on the grounds of Tampa International Airport at Shelter Aviation. Perfect time of year to come to Florida, especially if you live in the Northeast and the Midwest. We don't get snow. There's not going to be any sleet. Guarantee there won't be any frost or ice. It's going to be a perfect time of year. You'll come in. You will enjoy some magnificent cigars. you get a beautiful VIP pack of cigars, a premium diamond crown, J.C. Newman cigar pleasure pack, including the brand new black diamond. It is an off-the-chart cigar. Just launched, actually being launched officially at the Alpha Pleasure Fest. You'll get a huge Alpha lunch buffet. I just finalized the menu. You're going to have Ybor City salad, uh, kind of a derivation of the famous 1905 salad. Mini pressed Cubans, deluxe hot dogs, the Salem's Buffalo Smokehouse, uh, Smokehouse Hot Dog Station. We're going to have carved bistro steak, carved turkey breast. We're going to have a baked potato bar, roasted vegetables, paella ole, an Ybor City, Tampa tradition, great paella. We're going to have macaroni and cheese stations where you're going to be able to make your own mac and cheese and different pastas. We're going to have incredible cakes and cookies and Sunday bar going to be fantastic. Great samples of libations from Woodford Reserve, Old Forster. We're going to have uh, Old Forster mint juleps, great Jack Daniels samplings, some single malt scotch samplings, 
four or five great craft beer samplings from Dunedin Brewing, including a special beer they're working on just for the Alpha Pleasure Fest. Tickets are going. We're ahead of last year. It's a very limited event. All-inclusive VIP tickets. Go to CigarDave.com, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, Saturday, February 4th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa. Info and tickets, CigarDave.com. There's another big event going on as we speak in Las Vegas. It is the Consumer Electronics Show, CES 2017. And joining us from the Las Vegas Convention Center, longtime guest, good friend Jim Barry, the digital answer man. Jim, you getting any sleep in Vegas? Uh, no, Dave, this is Vegas. Come on. That's what I expect. If you would have told me you're getting plenty of sleep, I would have flown out myself and made sure we corrected that problem immediately. No, we're doing great here. This is, uh, this is actually the 50th anniversary of, the consu- of CES, of the Consumer Electronics Show. The first one was in 1967. Uh, it moved here. The first one here was in 1978 in Las Vegas. So we've seen a lot of changes in technology from... 67 when the hot new stuff was uh, eight tracks and cassette tapes and color TV. You know, it's very interesting you mentioned that because I, I think it was on Fox Business, they had a little retrospective talking about the history of the CES, and they showed the big story in 67 was when they had a TV built into a wall. I mean, that was like humongous. That was huge. And it's amazing how the technology has changed. And one of the big stories is smart connected appliances, where you go to a refrigerator, you tap the screen, and not only can you control your refrigerator, but there's all sorts of other things. You can watch a movie if you want on that, on that refrigerator door now. Well, you're absolutely right. That's one of the big things going on here is, is the smart home and or connected home. I'd say one of the overall themes of the show is just connections, whether it's a connected home, connected cars, or connected just about anything with devices that you can carry in your pocket or your purse. So that is a huge change. This is, and this is going to be the biggest show ever with 2.6 million square feet of exhibit space. That's 45 football fields of exhibit space, almost 4,000, more than 3,800 exhibitors and about 170,000 people from all over the world. So it's the biggest show uh, in uh, North America and the biggest annual technology show in the world. Well, I've attended the National Association of Broadcasters Convention many times in Vegas in April, and that is the second largest show behind the CES and I'm telling you, that show is huge. I can only imagine. And now what's happening is the CES is spreading, I think, to other convention centers in the area and other places because there's just not enough room. Well, you're absolutely right. I'm in the convention center as we speak, but uh, they've expanded this, actually. There's North, Central, South Halls, but we also have the Sands Convention Center and the Venetian Hotels Convention Center and the Westgate, which a lot of your listeners and you probably remember as the Hilton, the good old international Hilton, is now the Westgate, but we have exhibits there. So you're right. It really is all over town because this, it's what has happened is that this industry is not just, a lot of people say, well, what are the new gadgets? Well, there's always some cool stuff, but it's about a lot more than that. It's not just gadgets. It's really the way technology now is in every part of everyone's life every day. And that's uh, what all of these devices enable and what we see the new stuff here at CES. All right. So, so let's talk about those connected appliances. Yeah. All right. So not only do we see refrigerators and freezers, but now we're seeing washers and dryers. Tell us what a connected appliance is. 
Well, connected appliance is one that you can control either through your smartphone or it can talk to other appliances or devices in the home. So you've got this smart home. You have one of the challenges has been that there are different formats or without a real standard for use. We're starting to get that sorted through. And one of the things that's really a big theme here is something that many of your listeners will recognize from a very hot product over the last year, and particularly at the holidays, and that is the Amazon Echo, also known as Alexa. And this is, this, what this does is it combines voice recognition with artificial intelligence. And when you think of that, those are two very hard things to do, but that is very successful. What they're talking about now is connecting those devices like Alexa or like Hey Google to all these other appliances so you can walk into the house and say, uh, set it at 72 degrees, turn on the lights, turn on the hall light, turn off the hall light, all of those things simply with voice commands. Well, there's been some issues I know with Amazon Echo where people say something and it's ordering them like, you know, a hundred dolls that they're getting the next day from Amazon and other products. And the other thing is they're saying now, and, and we're seeing this, that the Amazon Echo was actually subpoenaed in a criminal case because it records, what, the last minute uh, continuously of whatever you say? Yeah, once you you have to activate it. It's not actually listening all the time, but it, it will pick up just before you say Alexa or in the case of, hey, Google, uh, of the Google Home. Um, so, yeah, and I do know I've heard of that case, too. Uh, I don't know where, what's going to happen there, but and I'm no lawyer. But the, the, it's one of the interesting things about this, all of these uh, connected devices that send information to the cloud, which really means through the Internet to some other computer array somewhere else, Privacy is one of the biggest issues in all of these things, and security. And that's another thing that goes on here at the show. There is a huge conference session, and that's one of the big issues, and one of the conferences is all about cybersecurity. Well, another big uh, storyline, I think, from CES are robots. And when I think of a robot, I'm kind of thinking of the uh, maid that was on the Jetsons, Rosie. Yeah where, yeah. you know, you gave her a command and, and boom, she did it. And that would not be a bad thing to have. But what's the story with these robots? Well, there's more of them here. And again, this is an extension of that technology we were just talking about because you can give voice commands and it will understand because of the artificial intelligence and then it will do things. You know, we've had robots, home robots up to now have been primarily the Roomba or other Samsung has them also vacuum cleaners or floor washers, but now you can, one good thing is you can actually use voice commands to control those. But we're starting to see out here, we have robots that will, uh, we've got robots you can play chess with or play other games. They even have a robot they're showing, they don't have an actually announced date on it, although I'd like to have one of these that's a barista, it'll make a nice cup of coffee for you. That one I'd like. Uh, I want a robot that basically uh, cooks, cooks for me, cleans for me, uh, you know, handles all the chores, handles everything around the house. Is that close to coming around? Are we getting close? Well, we're getting there. You know, we've had these, uh, we talk about smart appliances, the, the smart washers and dryers um, recently that, it will, you can program them for different types of clothes and all kinds of other stuff uh, for the laundry. And we've always joked that, well, I want one that can actually fold the laundry. Well, they're showing one here that they that can do that too. So we're getting closer to the things that will do all of that stuff. And the, the, I mentioned the barista one. I'd also one, like one that would mix up a nice martini for me. 
There you go. Uh, that's a good way to go. So when can we expect to see that, uh, you know, that high-performance robot uh, or, or uh, machine that folds the clothes for you? Well, I think that's going to be a little ways away. They were showing one here. I, they didn't have an announced date. Typically at Consumer Electronics Show, at CES, you'll see products that if they have an announced date, usually it will be sometime this year. Maybe it's next year, like one of the new cars here that's coming out in 2018. If they don't put a date on it, that usually means, well, maybe it's coming out in a year or two, maybe not. Because over the course of the 50 years here, one estimate is that some 700,000 new products have been introduced. Um, I guarantee you all 700,000 of those did not actually make it to market. And some of them that did um, may have been there for a little while and then they go away. That's just the nature of the business. Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man, our guest here on the Cigar Dave Show. He's out in Vegas attending the Consumer Electronics Show. When we come back, we'll talk about some virtual reality. I hear there's a new 8K television. We'll talk about connected and autonomous automobiles. That should be of interest. And don't forget, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest is Saturday, February 4th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., exactly four weeks away. It is the event of the year. This one in Tampa, one up in Buffalo. Go to CigarDave.com for info and tickets. Final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show, celebrating gin the month of January, comes your way next. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the general, each month, delivered straight to your door when you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club. For just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Okay, people. We've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado. Got a 91 rating. Plus, it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. 
five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, we'll join Jim Barry from uh, the Consumer Electronics Show on the Las Vegas Convention Center floor in just a moment. But want to remind you one more time, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. We are T-minus four weeks away and counting. And it's an all-VIP event as we launch the brand-new Black Diamond by Diamond Crown, Saturday, February 4th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Tampa at Shelter Aviation, right on the grounds of Tampa International Airport. You'll get a humongous five-star alpha male buffet. You're going to get... A pack, a premium Diamond Crown J.C. Newman Cigar Pleasure Pack, including five cigars, including that brand-new Black Diamond that we're launching. Great samplings of incredible single-malt scotches and Jack Daniels and Woodford Reserve. We'll have Old Forster, Mint Juleps. You'll have great craft beer samplings from Dunedin Brewing. It's going to be a great day. All the details at CigarDave.com. Tickets moving fast. We have blown away our ticket sales from last year. We are limited. This is an all-VIP event, so make sure you check it out right now. Great time of year to come down, bring a whole bunch of people. Guarantee you'll have a great time. Make it a weekend in the Cigar City of Tampa. That is Saturday, February 14th, Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. Info and tickets, CigarDave.com. Jim Barry, Digital Answer Man, rejoins us from the Consumer Electronics Show. Now, Jim, let me ask you. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but there is. we've heard of 4K TVs. Dell introduced their 8K monitor, and it's got a price to match. I mean, this thing is, I think, $8,500. No, $5,000. And I think it's not that big of a TV. It's 31 inches for a monitor you can use for your computer. Have you seen that? Uh, yes. And, you know, 8K, again, um, the, the newest TVs with uh, uh, the latest high-definition TVs. You know, HDTV came out, and the best you could get was 1080p, but lines of resolution. Then we came out with 4K ultra-high-definition. You see them advertised as 4K UHD, but the, the Ks, really, it's imprecise, but they're, re, they're re, um, referring to the number of pixels, picture elements, so 4 million uh, or more, um, which is four times as much as you would get with regular HDTV. And then Twice as much now we're talking about 8K. But that it's not the only important part of a television picture. You know, the TV picture, more pixels can certainly, in theory, will be a better picture, especially as you get bigger, because we have 50, 60, 80, 100-inch screens now. But picture elements are only one of the elements, if you will, of a good picture. You also have contrast and color saturation, lots of other stuff that the engineers talk about. So that's the stuff that also is getting better You'll see advertised HDR, high dynamic range. Again, that's more, uh, gives you better resolution. So you put all these things together and you get a much better picture as these screens get bigger and as they get thinner. LG was showing one here. They're calling wallpaper TV. That's uh, a I just tenth read of about an that. Inch. Yeah. It's a tenth of an inch thick or thin, if you will. Um, and then you also have... Uh, they're showing prototypes, and we've seen these actually out here at CES for a couple of years, of, of uh, flexible displays. So you could fold it up or roll it up. So the idea being there, the way you fold your newspaper up under your arm, 
you could fold up your tablet, for instance, and then open it up and read it uh, on a bigger screen. So that's something, again, in prototype form, that's another great thing at the CES. You see a lot more, uh, you see things that are going to be in the store soon, but you also see a lot of this stuff that's a little farther away. Jim, last year, OLED was a big topic, yep. but still very expensive, mm -hmm. gives you more contrast, brighter picture. Yep. Are we going to see TV prices coming down, those OLED TVs? Yes, OLED, organic light-emitting diode. We are seeing more of these, and if you're not confused enough, now uh, uh, Samsung has a new one they're calling QLED. It's actually QDLED, quantum dots, which are brighter pixels. So, um, that, yes, and the answer to your question is yes, the prices have already started coming down, and those also have more of those capabilities. Another great element uh, aspect of the OLED screens, which are really already prevalent on millions of smartphones, is that they use much less energy. So that's really good, too. They're much more energy efficient. All right, now let's talk about the before, – before we talk about Connected Auto, I found something that – two things, two products that are pretty cool. One is from a company called Hobbyco. It is the Hobbyco Simi, C-Me, M-E. It's a $200 foldable micro drone. You can put it in your pocket, and it'll fly up to six and a half feet in the air for 10 minutes. It's got an 8-megapixel camera. You can record HD video, 360 uh, panoramic video, so you can take selfies. You can launch this thing out of your pocket, and you can take selfies and get some pretty cool shots. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's very cool. It's a, you know, it's a, it's like the ultimate selfie. You know, more people are doing uh, video selfies and putting them on the internet. You know, uh, Facebook Live, for instance. So this is one you could actually wear it on your wrist, for instance, and then they call them this uh, like wearable drones, and then you toss it in the air, and then you chronicle your walk down uh, the street or whatever it happens to be. So, you know, drones are a big deal here. They have become a big deal over the last couple of years. And the reason for that really, you know, they've been around for years for hobbyists and so forth, along with model planes. But the marriage of these little aerial robots with action camcorders is what's really made them take off. And now you've got the 4K ultra high definition camcorders. Um, so you can, they have lots of really great uses uh, for uh, firemen fighting forest fires and stuff. They're using real estate people are using them. Uh, so they have a lot of great commercial uses as well. Jim Barry, the Digital Answer Man, our guest. He's out at the Consumer Electronics Show on the show floor at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Jim, in our remaining few minutes, let's talk about connected autos and autonomous autos. It's becoming more of an auto show at the Consumer Electronics Show as well. It is a big auto show. It's a couple hundred thousand square feet of auto exhibits here. And these are real auto show kind of exhibits. And this is happening uh, just a couple of weeks before the big international Detroit auto show. Um, and these are uh, nine of the top automakers are here. We have a lot of electric cars and autonomous vehicles. And we actually had uh, Faraday, which is a new electric car company. Some of the execs from uh, Tesla have uh, gone over there and they announced last year they're going to have a new car. This year they showed the car uh, here in a press conference the other night. They say you can have it, um, uh, that they're going to have them on the uh, uh, on the market next year, 2018. Uh, some folks are skeptical about that, but you can put an order in for one if you'd like now. They say they've gotten thousands of orders already. You've got to put $5,000 down. They haven't said what the price is going to be, but the neatest thing I saw about it was this thing they called driverless valet, which is not good news for guys who make their living as valets, but you could drive up to a restaurant, get out of the car using the smartphone, send it off. It would find the spot in the 
in the parking lot. And then when you're done, you can call it and it'll come back uh, to pick you up. I like that I'm a lot. Yeah, but I'm still not convinced about that autonomous auto, you know, the driverless cars, the driver, you know, the automated driver. I, I'm just, I'm not convinced. I just, and you know, we, we read these stories every so often where car gets into an accident. I'm just not quite there yet. Well, it's coming though, Dave, I'm telling you, it's coming. And you know, and w the other interesting thing is the combination of this sharing economy, Uber, with autonomous vehicles. They're testing that in Pittsburgh right now. You call an Uber, you might get one that doesn't have a driver in it. Yeah, that would freak me out, I have to tell you. And just looking I at know, that I, car, it's a very odd looking car. Yeah. Actually the one that they're doing there is not is not as odd as you're probably thinking of those Google cars they were driving around for a number of years. These look a lot more like a regular car. Uh, they do have a little special thing on the top. But uh, I'll tell you um, I always say when people say they're worried about it, and many people are a little wary about it, but um, in some cases, they're autonomous vehicles I just as soon get in as uh, have some of my buddies driving. There you go. Well, Jim, we appreciate you joining us. Jim Barry, the digital answer man. You got one day left in Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show. We appreciate you joining us. Hopefully, we'll see you in the spring here in the Cigar City of Tampa. Thank you, Dave. Happy New Year. Same to you, Jim. And lieutenants, don't forget... We are four weeks away from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in the Cigar City of Tampa. Saturday, February 4th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Details at CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again.